If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley once again with Brooke here on Victory Tuesday. Brooke, how you doing on this gray, foggy morning? I'm doing all right. Kind of bummed Halloween's over, but at least we got a W. Yeah, I don't. I had this feeling that we would never win. <laughs> it brought me back to the bad old days of of Hugh Jackson. But I had some takeaways, some initial takeaways, just looking to the the game. But I'm going to start out with. Um, with you, what were your initial takeaways? Well, you see what happens when you give Nick Chubb the ball. And you play, <laughs> play good and defense. Kareem Hunt. I mean, and especially too against the Bengals at home, Monday Night Football. So I'm enjoying it. I thought it was a great game. Uh, really makes the other losses. Feel a lot worse, but I'll take it. Well, I had a couple of thoughts jumped out at me, especially watching that first, the first quarter or two. Um, I had the luxury of taping it, so I could kind of rewind, watch a play, fast forward. So my, I noticed right away the tackling was a hundred and fifty percent better than I've seen it. Um, I was super impressed with Taki Taki. He looked like a JOK, but I mean, he was making his tackles. I thought Emerson was making it. There were a lot of players on that defense, especially that new guy we got in, I think, from the Falcons. It just yeah, seemed like everybody, everybody was tackling and not trying to put this mammoth hit. You know, I remember anybody wants to go on YouTube and watch the uh, Bernie Kozar Browns and the 86 team when they played. No, it was the 87 team when they played Denver in Denver and the Browns made this furious comeback and tied the game. Broncos moved down the field. They went ahead. Browns were on their way to tie it again. And then, of course, Biner fumbles. But if you watch the game and you watch the defense, the tackling was horrendous. I mean, these guys, all they wanted to do was put a crushing hit on a guy to knock him down instead of simply tackling, fundamental tackling. And I've noticed that in the Browns, when the defense, the Joe Woods defense – and I'll give them kudos for this game. But the tackling has been horrendous for the Browns this season. And they're just, you know, a 10-yard pass will become a 30-yard pass. Or a, a, a five-yard run will become a 50-yard touchdown run. Where you'll have a third string running back, practice team player, all of a sudden he's got 150 yards. And you got to ask yourself, okay, so what has happened? Because Mixon's a good runner. 
it's not like they they can't run the ball, but the tackling was a was the big difference. And I think uh, you know, I hate to see a guy get hurt, but I think taking Jacob Phillips out and giving more playing time to Taki Taki and guys that can tackle tackle players sends a message. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that you're seeing, you know, how these guys on the defensive side what happens when they play at their full uh, capability. I think they weren't doing that most of the season. And, you know, I give credit, whether it's to Stefanski for having his hands more on the defensive side, or it's some of the guys, you know, like, like Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, some of the real leaders on this team kind of, getting guys' face and say, hey, look, you know, it's time to step it up. Well, you kind of how, big... how do you get a player, whether it's defense or offense, but we'll use it on the de- on the defensive side. How do you tell a guy who's making fifty million guaranteed you need to play harder? You take him out. You take him out. It's real simple. Well, whatever. He's getting paid, but he's getting taken out. You're sending a message to the rest of the team. You know what? I I don't want to go down a a long rabbit hole here, but I'm thinking of what's going on with Kyrie Irving and the Nets. I mean, who's, who's, who's running this team? The coaches or the players? You know, once again, we got another Kyrie drama story with this tweeting out an anti-Semitic, you know, documentary, his support for it. And, of course, just the owner for the Nets just goes apoplectic. And I'm listening to these two guys talking about Kyrie yesterday on a podcast going on and on. Well, Kyrie's not a bad guy. There's all this drama. You know what? Will somebody just sit this guy down and send a message? It's like called the Braylon Edwards rule. And earlier in a podcast, I referenced Romeo Cornell. And just sitting there while his players having a meltdown. Do you think Bill Parcells would put up with that bullshit? He'd literally have a guy escort him off the off the field. And then when he was questioned about it, he wouldn't say some bullshit like, well, this is a uh, you know, a team matter, this keeps quiet. He says, No, the guy acted up, everybody saw it. Send him off. Okay, and if he doesn't like it, tough. But if you got guys missing tackles. Put somebody in who can. I don't care if there weren't a third-round draft pick like Jacob Phillips. It just seems like, you know, what we were talking about earlier with Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. Mayfield was clearly inferior the last six games. Clearly. Case Keenum comes in, they win the game. Case Keenum is like a Jacoby Brissett. Game manage. Blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, the Browns win. And it just seems like maybe with a Jacob Phillips third-round pick who can't tackle versus a Taki Taki who is from another regime or a Case Keenan versus a Baker Mayfield, I think there's a little bit of pre- prejudice maybe going around here. That if you're a high, high draft pick, you get a little bit more of a grading curve. Your thoughts? Uh, well, my thoughts are that it's – 
has to be challenging to tell someone who's making a lot of money and it's fully guaranteed to play harder. Well, that was we a do lot it. of talk. Well, hey, that's what that was a lot of talk on the sports radio past a couple weeks. So that's just been floating around uh, in my head. Yeah. Well, do you see what happens when the Browns tackle and don't blow coverages? I mean, even that long touchdown pass that uh, Joe Burrows threw. I mean, Greedy Williams was on the guy. It wasn't like the guy was wide open. There wasn't any broken coverages. They were keeping the players and, you know, the defense was keeping the ball in front of them. They were making the tackles. They were swarming to the ball. They were helping Miles Garrett out with some creative blitzes and stunts. You're seeing these young defensive linemen kind of step it up like Togiai. And and you've got somebody be and you've got guys like Taki Taki and uh, our Atlanta Falcons linebacker. What's that guy's name? Um, Deion Jones. Deion Jones. These guys are maintaining their gap responsibilities. They're playing Bill Belichick defense. It's not glamorous. But I think we need to pump the brakes a little. It was one game. It was a great game. I need to see more uh, consistency. Exactly. Exactly. And Joe Woods, hey, I mean, again, I need to see more. Uh, I need to see this week after week. I'm not at – I'm not – saying that when we play Tampa Bay or Josh Allen, that it needs to be the same level of intensity and, you know, great defense all around. But I need to see this a lot more. I agree. I agree. Let's just look at one year does not, one game does not make a season. I get it. But the, the, the difference in the reasons why they won was the defense played very well. They tackled well. They didn't give up, you know, big, chunky plays like they've been doing for the last six months. And I think it was a change in personnel. So that's number one. All of a sudden now, you don't have Jake Jacoby Brissett having to win the game. Now we can give it to Nick Chubb. Now he can throw to Amari Cooper. And David Bell makes an appearance. The guys, you know, all he is is open on the crossing routes. And you're getting Kareem Hunt the ball more. This is, and Terry Pluto wrote a great column this morning. He said, this is the way the Browns were, were put together. Strong defense, punishing round ground game, offensive line. I mean, kudos to the offensive line. Brissett had all day, unless they were blitz and eight guys. So, you know, Cade York hits a 53-yarder. Thank you. I mean, it's just a good game. Yeah. You know, all, all right. around. But I agree. We're, we're not going to, we're, we're not winning the Super Bowl because one game. But speaking of Super Bowl, it begs the question about Cincinnati and the LA Rams, especially the Rams. They're, they're going sideways. I mean, they're just, they're looking, I mean, how far these Super Bowl teams can plunge. I mean, look at the Falcons after they made the Super Bowl. The Rams are having a bad year terrible year and the Bengals I mean they got problems on their O-line they had problems last year on their O-line but if they don't have uh, Chase in there who can catch a 10-yarder and go 80 yards you know they're they're they've got some problems so I think if the Browns can get guys who can 
tackle and play good defense, the defense is the key to winning the game. Because you know Brissett is – if he doesn't have to win the game with, with Chubb and Hunt in the backfield, and please don't trade Hunt for a fourth-rounder. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Please. When, I'm, when they said, well, they're listening to offers, I said, a fourth-rounder? Are you kidding me? Hey, let's stop here. we got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell, or you just need some basic repairs, and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics, for all of your home repair needs from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs, and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights, and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message. And guess what? We'll call you back. And why didn't we go out and get Robert Quinn from the Bears? Well, the one that stung the most is what the Ravens did last night. Yeah, That awesome linebacker from the Bears. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we couldn't use that, but I guess we just that, don't have the draft capital. Yeah, no. I mean, what we was, don't. What was the price yeah. they paid for that guy? I think it was like a second and a fifth. Yeah, but I think it was I'd a one year rental. Yeah. yeah, but the only thing I mean, for Cream Hunt, if it's a third round pick. I mean, it's obviously not going to be a first-round pick. But if it's a third-rounder, or I'd take a second-rounder, or at least a starting defensive linebacker, then I would do yeah. it. But I'm not taking yeah, a fourth-round pick. That's Yeah, that's a joke. you got to be overwhelmed. You know, the Browns, got they got to hold their cards. But, you know, Taki Taki, he had a great, great game and Emerson looks solid and then you got to wonder about how fragile Denzel is you know how fragile someone you know I mean it's a dip- I'm glad they picked a corner you could you can never have enough cornerbacks so yeah. and you can can never have enough running backs I mean you need a you need Johnson back there you know backing up Hunt and Chubb and fingers crossed at the end of the day Brooke really it comes down to injuries and everybody was looking ahead of the schedule. They're saying, yeah, we got some cupcakes to play. The Jets, who are not that bad, they're actually pretty good, the Jets. Um, we lost to the Falcons. I mean, we lost to, to you know, games everybody thought we were going to win. And then they say the tough part of our schedule, you know, Cincinnati, they say we got to play Tampa Bay. We got to play the Bills. I tell you something, the Bills got a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. So do the, you know, and the Dolphins, who I think are overrated. So you never know in the NFL. And it all comes down to the quality of the draft and the scouting. The Andrew Barry and their crew, you know, getting the depth of players so you can survive this, you know, the inevitable injuries that happen. So your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, I, we just got to take it one game at a time. And, you know, the Bills, the Bucks, those are going to be really great games for us to, you know, see where we're at, you know, if we can hold up with these other teams. Um, and then, you know, we get Deshaun back. I think we got the bye week and then two more games, I think it is, until he's back. He's, he's got six, two more games. Yeah. I think so. No, I think it's three. I think it's three. He came against the Texans. Um, he's missing 11 games. So if the Browns can put together a run, fingers crossed, and when Deshaun comes back, if they can win their next uh, three, four games, you know, be six and five. You know, that would just be a miracle. Oh, wait, so, we got the – so we got the Dolphins. We got After the we bye. Got, yeah, so we got sun, – this Sunday we got the bye. Next week at Miami, at Buffalo, home to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Well, there going to be three pretty tough games. Yeah, well, Cincinnati was supposed to be a tough game. And I think, if, like, again, if the Browns can play good defense, good tackling – um, we have a chance to beat all three of these teams. And uh, the Bills are going through some major, major secondary injury problems. So we'll see. I mean, the Browns are built with their run game to play in Buffalo. So and if the defense is uh, healthy, you know, Miles and Clowney, I mean, they got a chance. But we can take two out of three of those games. Uh, and then Deshaun comes back. Is the Texans after after yeah, Tampa Bay? <laughs> Roger Goodell. <laughs> like that wasn't planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's we'll give it. Uh, we'll give him ten games. Oh no, let's give him eleven so people can watch yeah. the watch the Houston. Texans. I think that's. I think that's karma. Well, um, okay. So Joe Woods' job is secure for now. I'm hoping that Stefanski is more involved in all of the other facets of his coaches going on. I thought the play calling, I'd give it a B plus. Again, um, you know, we had that one drive, Brooke, and I think Troy Aikman nailed it when uh, Chubb jumped over that guy. God, Chubb. I mean, do we love this guy or what? He jumps over this guy. They're just – they got him on the heels. And then um, Jacoby's changing the play at the line and somebody uh, does a false start. And then they start going backwards. And then they start throwing the ball. And, uh, you know, run the rock, right? Just keep running the rock. Good things happen. They're on their heels. They're tired. They've been on the field. That, that's what we need to do. So your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, oh, ironically, um, speaking of the Nets, they just fired Steve Nash. I bet Steve Nash is one happy guy. Yeah. I mean, but, that, no, I mean, is... my thoughts are that everything seemed to work out yesterday. The offensive play calling, the defensive play calling, special teams. So just enjoy it, you know. Yeah, yeah, let's just enjoy it. Let's not, I agree. Let's not overanalyze it, but there's definitely lessons to be learned and why we won. Yeah, and, and, uh, 
winning solves a lot of problems. So, you know, hopefully it gives these guys a bit of a spark, you know, rest up, got the bye week, come back in the yeah. second half and Deshaun Watson in, a, in three games and we'll see. Yeah. And I think, uh, keeping things healthy on defense. You know, my final thought is, you know, you look at the Eagles, how well the Eagles are playing. And one thing they have is they have a dominant defensive line across the board. They're bringing pressure up the middle. I mean, they just wear a team down. And that's what the Browns, hopefully Togiai and some of these new guys they have in there can really, really step up. And that that's what you need because you're Clowney and uh, Clowney and um, Miles are – Healthy, especially Miles, who probably should have sat out another game, but he looked like the old Miles, along with um, tackling linebackers back there with their gap responsibilities. We're going to do okay. So we will uh, enjoy this Sunday, Brooke. We're not going to have any meltdowns, be depressed on Monday. So, like I said, enjoy the victory. All right, that's our quickie recap. and. Um, Brooke, we'll talk to you in about 10 days. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns Anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started. You can also check out some of our other podcasts like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast and other new ones that we'll start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps.